0: Welcome to Ask the Accountant, the podcast that is made for you. Weekly podcast live Mondays from 8.30 a.m., released on the podcast service of your choice on Wednesdays. Your main weekly hosts, Aaron Patrick and Johan Garry. Got something to ask? Submit your questions below or ask during the show. Podcast loading. We are currently getting everything set up behind the scenes. So sit back, relax, and we will be with you in a few seconds. Enjoy.
1: Well, hello, everybody, and a very warm welcome to Ask the Accountant, episode number 21. Today is the 13th of March, 2023. And with me isn't quite Johanna's normal, but we've got two very special guests indeed. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a various lots of content, including QuickBooks Connect 2023. Yes, we're rehashing content from last week, but there is a very good, important reason. We've got the unfortunate news about zero, and then we're going to be talking about the budget. But before we go any further, we definitely need to talk about our two guests on today. So first of all, we're going to go with Lucy over in the top right-hand corner. Lucy, um, I'm going to start you off with pushing you as a zero fangirl. Um, you go from there, and uh, please plug away to anything you want to tell anyone where they can find you. Everything else and who you are.
0: Thanks, Aaron. Yes, definitely a um, zero fangirl. I am Lucy, the owner of Simplex Accounting. So we're a bookkeeping and accounting firm, and I am based on the Isle of Wight. Um, we currently have a YouTube channel um, where you see all things zero over there. So thanks, Aaron.
1: Awesome, awesome. We're looking forward to, especially especially with the news of today, finding out a little bit more about zero going forward. Um, Sam, I would say that you're probably not zero known for the zero element or the QuickBooks element. Maybe another little software out there that you kind of align to. We'd like to give everyone a bit of an introduction to yourself and a plug away as well.
2: Yes, yeah, certainly. Thanks, Erin. So my name is Sam Mitchum. I run a practice on the Lancashire Yorkshire border, SJCM Accountancy, which founded in 2019. And yep, you're absolutely right. I am Team Sage. Um, so most of my content can be found on LinkedIn. For anybody that's not already connected, please go ahead and look me up at Samantha Mitchum.
1: Awesome, and I can't wait to hear your topics on QuickBooks Connect 2023. <laughs> Okay, so let's make sure we get all of the stuff out of the way. So, first of all, we are live. It is 8.30 a.m. at our normal time. I remember the podcast goes goes live on Wednesday. Uh, also, don't forget that you are also able to contribute. So, we've got Paul saying hi. Hi, Paul. Hope you're doing well yourself. I remember if you do have any questions, I'm just about to put the question link in the place itself. All right. So, let's start off with then with our first topic of the day, QuickBooks Connect 2023. Out of all of us, two of us were actually on the show floor itself. Uh Sam, you weren't able to join us, were you, unfortunately?
2: Unfortunately, not this time. <laughs>
1: maybe next time. Maybe maybe yeah, all I'm... the announcements we're about to say. You'll be uh, you'll be coming along next time. So
2: yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. <laughs>
1: awesome. All right, okay. So let's start off with some of the announcements and get your two's opinion it, right? especially when we can, can kind of consider maybe what your software providers of choice also offer as well and how it compares. So we first started off the um experience and the show itself with announcement from Nick Williams of practice management coming to QuickBooks Online. So this one was probably one of the ones that got the most amount of talk. So the idea of making sure that we can actually look after our clients in a different way, in a better way, um, and a much more integrated way. Now, one of the things that we've noticed when we've done a little bit more digging into it and we've had a look into it a lot more is just how deeply integrated this connection is going to be. Probably on this show, and we'll, we'll, we'll go around the room in a minute, we'll probably or possibly already using a practice management solution or not. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what you think QuickBooks could bring to the table because what we have learned is just how in depth the connection is going to be. And the whole idea they're trying to show us and trying to get to us is the fact that we want to be t- taking clients' health directly from the client themselves so you know if they maybe have an overdrawn direct loan account we want to be known about it if they have overdrawn directors uh, uh trade debtors or something we want to know about that and trying to give us an opportunity to know what the health of each and every client's going to be so we can act accordingly and when they tell us it's like that and they explain it in those sort of ways it really does sound quite exciting that they've got this functionality coming lucy over to you what did you think overall of the initial reaction did anyone kind of seem excited did you go over to the booth or anything
0: yeah it's difficult isn't it because i think a lot of people do already have their own practice management software so um yeah i think it is difficult but i think it is a good step um you know they are making improvements which is you know ultimately good um yeah did you know about it sam that's all
2: Yeah, so I think from my point of view, when I heard about it, obviously, yeah, you're totally right. It's a step in the right direction. And like Aaron was just mentioning then about the powers of integration. And I think, for me, um, practice owners, that's what we dream of. We want an end-to-end. We want to click a button here and it impacts this, this, and this. Therefore, that happens automatically because we pressed it over here. And that's always been the dream for me. And I haven't got that yet. You know, so... To see another of the the leading providers actually take a step in the right direction, it is exciting news. I think on the flip side to that, you're exactly right, Lucy. Most of us already have a practice management software in place. It's a huge, probably one of the biggest things that, you know, in in order to change the chaos that that causes. Um, I think certainly QuickBooks will potentially capture a market of new or very early startup practices who are going to use QuickBooks for majority of their, you know, bookkeeping. Um, again, like moving over to Sage, it's, you know, it's not too dissimilar from their aim with Sage for accountants. And I think it's an incredibly powerful bit of kit and an empower, a very powerful thing that they're doing there, going right from proposals through to final accounts and tax with your kind of practice management, if you like, hubbing in the middle, um, which is the foundations of everybody's practice. But I think to capture the external market so as in for a, a non QuickBooks fan to go on to quickbooks practice management when they launch it i think would be quite unlikely
1: yeah i think you're completely right and it's interesting you said that sam because for me and it was a long time ago i used it when when was um sage um practice i know they don't call it practice management they had like a practice management esque solution don't they when was that launched it was like a year ago maybe was it
2: yeah I think it was a little bit longer I think it was a little bit longer um that Sage for Accountants came to market but the it was kind of staggered where new users got it first you know so again the setup um it, but that's where I think it it's kind of got its strong place in the market because it's so easy then for people to jump on board with practice management and take that right through but keeping final accounts and tax
1: yeah because I know like when I first used it I was you know I, I understood the fact that it was first concept, it was the you know, at its bare bones, wasn't it to begin with? And I imagine now it's yeah. moved leaps and bounds since I last saw it. Mm-hmm. Um but they definitely what Sage did well there, and, and I still hold them like you know, to great accountability for it is the fact that they were selling the dream, especially to brand like you said, they're brand new um users. Like if you're first into accountancy and this is your first chance time setting up an accountancy practice, like uh, the whole dream of that one ecosystem where you can do absolutely everything is really powerful isn't it um now from what we can tell from the QuickBooks side of things they are definitely right they are definitely trying to aim not just at quickbooks but they want to they've got a new term now fms i don't know if anyone's really brought that seen heard that one before a financial management solution so basically bookkeeping i don't know why (laughs) <laughs> they don't just call it bookkeeping solution, but yeah. So their whole idea is that they're FMS agnostic. So you can connect other solutions to the software to, to do it, but without as deep an integration. What I would, would love to hear from your guys' opinions though is like what would you what is the one item you'd love to see from a practice management solution that you haven't seen yet? Is there anything out there that you think there's an opportunity for um something like this new to markets going to be able to bring? Lucy, you got any ideas, any anything that springs to mind? And what what do you mind sharing what um practice management solution you're currently using?
0: Yeah, so um I actually have sort of customized mine myself. Um I use something called ClickUp and basically oh, nice. have just customized everything. Um I was a bit fed up of management software. You know, they're all very different. They some of them have really good things and others don't. Um, but others have good things and, you know, you couldn't get one with everything in and I couldn't change that. So, um, yeah, I've sort of created um, my own area so that I can sort of tweak things as I like. Um, I think it is, I mean, in terms of QuickBooks, I think it is a good idea to sort of allow everyone access to it. Um Whether they will actually use it if they're not using QuickBooks is another thing. It sort of depends how it compares to the ones on the market at the moment. Um, But, yeah, I definitely think it is a a step in the right direction. And, um,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. And I think, like, for me personally, I think Sam's spot on there with the idea that it's probably not going to replace my practice management of choice. So I'm using Accounting Manager at this point in time. And when, yeah. when I think about everything that it does for me, the idea of anything being able to replace that at this point, I don't know even if it exists because I think they were so far ahead in kind of advancement and and features and everything else that it's probably going to take a while for anything to catch up to that point. Um, but even when it does, like like Sam says, it's going to be such a huge change and culture shock to be able to change. It's not just myself. It's not just my clients, but my staff with my clients as well. Like they'll have to have a new portal login. They'll have to have a new way of... Signing, signing their, their documents and everything else. So, you know, it isn't something we can just change on the fly. Um, but what I do see this particular software being for us is an opportunity to work alongside accounting manager because I think you'll be crazy not to use that deep integration, not to have all that data available to you for your clients because I think that's where a lot of good can be done, like being able to be proactive and understanding when things are happening in your clients, maybe before you even seen it, is something that's quite... Quite, um, uh, quite interesting to me. So Sam, what about you? What, what do you mind sharing? What your practice management solution is, and is there anything you would like to see coming to market?
2: Um, no, I don't mind sharing that at all. So I'm also an accountancy manager user. Um, in terms of functionality, what would I like to see? Personally, I, I struggled with um, the. I wouldn't say I struggled with the setup, as in if I had two weeks spare time, I'm sure I could have um, sat down with the accountancy manager and and really kind of smashed it out in, in, you know, in one project and got it doing everything I needed it to do within the, that two weeks. But the reality is, as especially a small practice owner, like there's no member of staff that can just take that on. I've got two members of staff that are really busy and I I work ridiculous hours. So I think from my point of view, the ease of setup or the kind of more support you can have with that setup piece as possible. I think from QuickBooks point of view, if they are going to try and kind of head turn people away from their current um, platform, they will have to offer some kind of, well, if you're switching from accountancy manager, just for an example, we can bring in all your clients and we promise you that that data is going to be in a, you know, at least in a basic usable format from from the start, because I think it is just such an upheaval. And going back to the client kind of portal side, for me, that's the worrying bit about changing over a piece of software like this, because I can handle my staff sulking at me for a while whilst we make a change. But to actually implement that on clients and, you know, I act for a lot of clients with all due respect to them that struggle with the whole portal IT thing at first anyway. So for me to go, oh, I'm taking that away from you and now you've got to do this, I know that it wouldn't land well. Um practice management as a whole for me is the most personal kind of decision of software that I think we make as accountants because it is your your kind of hub. And I, well, you've heard it here first, I've had my head turned by client engager. So I've had a um, a call with Johan about that and it's turned my head. And I always say that if your head can turned, it means you're not 100% happy where you are. Okay, so you know, so that's a, another direction, something that I'm looking at at the moment. Um, it, there's a few reasons why. Um, obviously, you know, I won't go into great detail because I could talk about it for hours. But again, I think it is just about that practice management. You need to log on and you need to be almost excited to get going with it, excited to take the next step and look at the new features. And for me at the moment that's something that i'm lacking so i think quickbooks need to really concentrate on that kind of first impression piece for anyone that's going to look at this i
1: love it i love it and i, I think you're right like you've got to it's so important piece of software isn't it um yeah. you know in, and i'll always go back to um we had um chris downing on on one of our shows and and his bit Final piece of advice to everyone is to get a practice management solution in early, and it couldn't be a further. You know, it's so important, isn't it, to have that set up and running, get all your ducks in row, and just make sure that that's all all in line at the beginning, um, because it's so easy. I, I know myself; I've got two practices. I've got my, you that know, everyone knows about, whatever my own small practice as well, um, and that small practice really struggled this year because I wasn't putting that information in. I wasn't. I didn't have a, a practice management solution. Um, and it really gave me problems t- towards the end. So I, I think from day one, getting that right practice management solution in is so important. Um, I think what what I would love to see, and I think it goes back to that client uh, journey as well, is we, we're we so kind of used to like setting these, um, these client uh, places up for them. So these client portals up. Um, I love the idea that we can customize them so that we can get them right for our clients. But one thing that's, seems to be an opportunity here for QuickBooks I think would be really exciting is, let's change the way that client portals are, let's not have them as a separate area that we need to log into XYZ to get to, but QuickBooks has the opportunity to have it built in with QuickBooks itself so that the client portal is there. Now I know that's kind of alienating your non-QuickBooks clients and I get that, but if you are QuickBooks you know, centric and that's where you get most of your, um, your clients from, that could be really powerful as well because again, one less thing they need to worry about this login they've got to do i imagine that all your clients if you are QuickBooks centric is going to have that login so i think that's one thing that could be quite interesting going forward brilliant all right that was amazing bit of feedback there for everyone and, and and view so let's go to the next one so they talked about quickbooks advance um but it was a great bit there but again i think mainly that whole area or that whole section of quickbooks advance wasn't aimed at the likes of us i think we are quite aware what QuickBooks Advanced can or can't do if we're interested in it. I think mainly that section was about trying to make awareness of it and, and push it forward. I don't know if you sound like you're probably the luckiest one out of all of us. You have a piece of software for every single piece, uh, every single client out there. Like you can go from the smallest small all the way to the largest the large. And really that's what the advanced does for QuickBooks. It, it fills that gap for us. We now have an opportunity to make sure that we can go for those large clients and bring it in. Lucy in the zero world, I assume there's going to be a zero advance at some point, you know, that's probably yeah. on the cards. So I, I don't think there's too much we can gather from there. The next one though, I think is quite interesting. So the next announcement was payroll um, and given us an opportunity to actually create a payroll solution that is um, again, FMS, as they brought up as their new favorite word, um, FMS agnostic. So you can have any form of account uh, bookkeeping solution on the market, and you'll be able to run payroll through for, for them in the cloud. Which was perfect timing because the day before was when um, um, BrightPay announced their uh, cloud-based payroll solution um, to go from there. So Lucy, we'll start with you. So Zeroes, it's fair to say Zeroes payroll isn't all that great, is it? It's one of their probably worst or probably one of those areas where they've not improved the most in um so what would would you be looking for another payroll solution would you ever go to a quickbooks payroll solution what's your thoughts on that one when you saw it
0: um well personally we're with bright pay so um yeah that news was great for us um with regards to quickbooks it's difficult because it, it is actually a really, really good thing. You know, It, as you say, zeros is is a bit behind. So um, yeah, no, I, I think it is a really, really good. It's a good step. Um, and yeah, I mean, for anyone to be be able to use it, we, we have quite a few clients who were on QuickBooks and they've got their payroll set up and they have to move everything. And then we have to tell them about BrightPay. And if they could keep their because some people do do their own um payroll as well if they could keep it and still sort of keep it going um that wouldn't be the worst thing so yeah
1: yeah awesome um and i think you think you're right like i think there's definitely room for improvement on the uh, on the payroll front from zero um sam <coughs> i must admit like sage payroll for me was by far well so where i learned payroll so I, I i've always got a soft spot for it um, and at one point, it was always, like, the number one payroll solution, yeah. et
0: cetera, et
1: cetera. I think it got a little bit eroded, didn't it, by just um, more than anything, just, the like, the, the the cost of it, wasn't it? I think it became quite expensive for practice to use. But, excuse me, is there, a, like, a cloud version of it now? Is that is that part and parcel of your – and is that what you use? Is it, does it work quite well?
2: Yeah, there is. There is. And that is what I use. So there is a cloud solution for payroll. It's certainly been there since the day I started my practice in 2019. Um, It is actually a really nice bit of kit, the payroll with Sage. And I think the thing that I've noticed with Sage is they are still, you know, they're trying their best to find out what the customer, as in the accountants, want from that payroll solution. So I've had quite a recent call with Sage um, with some of the payroll development team and discussed, you know, what we are looking for. I think without a shadow of a doubt, BrightPay had the market. And I think with their latest um, announcements, they're absolutely going to keep that market. So, again, in my opinion, I think the QuickBooks payroll, it will be attractive to QuickBooks users and QuickBooks practices. For me, I wouldn't, to be honest with you, I wouldn't look at it. But then maybe that's an error, you know. Because if I don't look, how would I know what what its capabilities are?
1: I suppose the the difficulty is in that market is a lot of the solutions have the same features. that don't, and there's not very many yeah. that distinguish between whatever can because because payroll at the end of the day is payroll, isn't it? Like as long as you yeah. can send out pay slips and and have it from there. So I think it is very difficult to turn heads. So I think it is going to mm-hmm. be a market, but it's a huge market, and and you know with the lights of Bright Pay turning up and like you said, absolutely dominating it really in terms of um, market share, then I can understand why people are still, or software vendors are still looking to take a slice of that pie. But yeah, maybe too little, too late, maybe harsh to say, but maybe that's, mm. that's where we are at this point. Um, we've got a few comments coming through. So Paul says, when QuickBooks introduced their jobs and task options, I tried using it alongside my other PM software but it wasn't practical tack, tracking jobs in two different places. Yeah, so Paul's right there. So there was kind of a, a semi-practice management s solution within QuickBooks before, um, but it was very bare-bones and it was difficult to use um, when it doesn't have all the features. And Stephen says, I, Hi, great to have three different opinions today for different software packages. I couldn't agree more. I'm currently using auto-entry, but find it not as great as it was in Dex, The same or better, or what would you suggest? Sam, I've i'll pass that one over to you dex or auto entry which one do you use that'd be interesting to to know
2: i use auto entry um i've used auto entry since setting up um i've used dex in the past brutal honesty if i could have afforded dex from day one of setting up my practice would i have gone that way probably probably and I, but i think the reason i would have gone that way is although um when sage acquired auto entry obviously that was an exciting kind of thing for me because I, again that dream of integration before sage for accountants was launched it's still very much auto entries over here and that's your login to auto entry and sage is over here and that's your login to Sage. so even though sage acquired auto entry i wasn't feeling you know any real benefit in terms of the fact that they did acquire them you know it wasn't a case of i can now log on to sage and auto entries just there and um, i believe that sage for accountants are working on fixing that whole kind of only one place for us to go to to get to the various pieces of software um, but i think dext is an incredibly powerful you know it's an it's a powerful piece of kit and it again it, it's very very popular and there is a reason for that um, but as I say, when I looked at it at the start, it was a cost factor, just simply could not afford it in the position that I was in from day one. Um, would I look at it again in future? I think potentially I would. Obviously, as a the way that the pricing model works with Dex, you have to, you know, you have to kind of go in un, uh, like fully to get the true benefit, because unless every client is going to use it, you know can you can you justify the pricing but as my practice grows obviously it would become more attractive i think from a functionality point of view i've had a, a few bugbears with um auto entry over the last 12 months or so but i can't compare to any bugbears that people have had on Dex because obviously i'm not using it day to day
1: yeah great point lucy what are you using at the moment is it Dex
0: or so i actually use hub um... oh, That's um
1: zero integration isn't it yeah yeah,
0: yeah yeah so um we use hubdoc but i have used all three so um i do i i definitely agree with sam like i i think the best on the market at the moment is dex i think it is fantastic very similar it is just a cost factor um and yeah it's very very difficult to justify that or to pass it on to the client um Auto-entry was very, very good, actually, really good. Uh, Certainly when I was starting the practice, it it served its purpose. Um, We use Hubdoc at the moment and it is very good. We do have issues with it and we work quite closely with the Xero team to sort of iron out any tweaks and and sort of improve the product as we go along. Um, But yeah, on a day-to-day it is really good. And um, yeah, a lot of our clients love it basically.
1: Awesome, awesome. I mean, my pro tip for anything like this is that stay agile. So um, I'm going to steal this from my recent talk I did at QuickBooks Connect. But basically what we did as a firm was we now own what we did from day one, own a, a domain called Bills of So it's just an email account that we can throw and, and create various different aliases to. So we can have a different alias for every different client we have. And then the idea then is we encourage our clients to send the information to there. And then from there we decide where it goes and it's all automated. But well, that means we have the tap. We can turn that tap on and off. So I've been with, oh, I still am with auto entry. I've been with Dext or Bank of the Day. Um, I've tried HubSpot and uh, HubSpot, <laughs> HubDoc. Um, and I still like QuickBooks Receipt Capture as well. So for me, what I do is I choose what is best for that individual client and the client never knows which one we're using in the background. They don't have any anything like, any issues like that. So that's my tip is just because they are going to change it And it's going to change going forward as well. Like one of them is going to get better than the other. And there's going to be another emerging one coming out, no doubt. So I think as we build our practices and as they build as they are, we need to stay agile. And I think that's the best way of doing it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's ultimately how I would, how I would approach it um we've also had fms quickbooks is starting to sound like hmrc yeah i'm hoping fms doesn't halt doesn't actually um catch on because i'm personally not 100 sure i'm on board with it i only have a small number of payroll clients but even that was a challenge to manage within quickbooks recently started a trial of fresh Bay and plan to switch from april interesting so i know fresh pay has turned a lot of heads hasn't it it's one of those newer ones the market was doing well um but yeah the the I suppose I should have started with that. The payroll announcement is the fact that they're taking their existing payroll solution but making it into more of a bureau solution so that you can have one view to see them all. All right, that's payroll done. done. So what about books to tax? So really straightforward piece of um, announcement, this one. Basically, the opportunity to do tax returns and um, accounts directly within QuickBooks themselves. Sage has had this for a while, so a zero so realistically, this is just kind of leveling the playing field more than anything else. Um, as with everything, this is a very softly, softly start. We're going to do FRS 105 and Corporation Tax Returns at the beginning, but they already have a roadmap to bring the rest of them into line. Um, opinions then. Lucy, do you use Zero's version of this, whatever their books of tax is called, and do you, is, is it good enough for, for your practice? Do you think this is something that's a worthwhile to look at for um and do you think this is a good good step going forward?
0: Yeah. Um when I heard it, I, I thought that's a great step. I already used that in my in my um practice. So yeah, I definitely think it is a really good step for them. Um yeah, I use it for most of my clients. There's only the odd occasion where I haven't used it. Um, but it is lovely. It's really good keeping it all in one place and it's definitely, definitely the right, the right way to go. Um, in my opinion. Um yeah.
2: Cool. I, I just think it's great.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Sam, what, what about you? Do you use the Sage equivalent? That is the one they announced what two years ago, wasn't it? Now
2: yeah, two years ago now, isn't it? Yeah, so I do. And again, it's all for me about the end to end integration piece. So I don't know, um obviously I don't know the details about what QuickBooks offering looks like, but for me the dream here would be more um I mean, Sage is great. Don't get me wrong. I do really like Sage accounts production and the tax software. I think for anybody looking for a solution, it's definitely worth um, having a look at, irrespective of whether you are a Sage um, user or not for bookkeeping solutions. But I think for me, the one thing that I wish I had that I didn't have is that if I change a figure in bookkeeping, I think it should automatically change in final accounts, whether QuickBooks have captured that and managed to, to kind of knuckle down on that integration. I don't know, you tell me, Aaron, but I think for me, that would be a powerful, a powerful thing, because then aut- automatically, if somebody was a QuickBooks user, but they had an external um, accounts production software, it, it would be time saving from the absolute onset. So I think that's something that I mean, hopefully it's there for the QuickBooks users, because it would be a really, really powerful um, step in the right direction. I think in terms of, you know, like with anything, obviously QuickBooks, what they've done there is is a fantastic move. And, you know, um, and, and it is very interesting, especially for the QuickBooks users. But until we see the capabilities of that product, and also hear about the price point, I don't know whether it's going to be like free for QuickBooks users or not. And I think the other thing to consider when it comes to any um, final accounts or tax production software um, is that we need to know how how it works with getting information in from other platforms, you know, so that even firms that have, I don't know, 70 or 80 percent of their clients on QuickBooks, if they also have clients on Sage, Zero, free agent, whatever, they do have to consider. Well, is it going to be really laborious to be to import that trial balance, or however that might look? And um, so, I think until you know, I'll sit on the fence until until I can actually see the product for that one.
1: So, just to clarify: it is free with the software uh, with the subscription. So, as long as you've got a QuickBooks subscription, you're good to go.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which, to your point now, about if there aren't other pieces of software, so if they are on zero free agent. Sage, whatever it's going to be, then they yeah. would have to have a another QuickBooks license to right. facilitate that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you'll have the whole export import fun to play around with, would not you, of trying to move it from one platform to another? Yeah,
0: um, I, I, don't, I don't believe they can do the um, the submission to company's house at the moment.
1: Not just yet. Or that is literally asking. April that they're looking to do that. Um, okay can't say too much ndas and all that lot but yes um, <laughs> april is uh, is definitely when they're looking to to implement that yeah one. but you're right at, at this point in time it's just well as of today it's hmrc submission only um yeah. but they are they are bringing that in and, and you're right the whole idea is that end-to-end solution that's the dream isn't it like your client actually you what's repairs and renewals is you double click into repairs and renewals and it's going to take you directly into there into the license and you can make adjustments there if you need to that is what they're aiming to do that's what's currently already there um i, I think th- like anything this is very much at its starting point so i'm not 100 percent convinced that a lot of uh, practices are just going to change wholeheartedly and move to this as their only solution i think it does need time to develop and it doesn't need time to build up um frs 105 only at the moment is quite a big stopping point for a lot of people um but i think what excites me about this is because they own it and you know it's built from the ground up and the fact that they've got sage and zero with similar solutions i mean that's an opportunity for all three of them to kind of start building on one another and and bringing innovations and hopefully you know bring opportunities for innovations to come through because they're both going to be looking for the same market aren't they um and the idea then going forward is that we can start looking at things like ai and stuff like that to make it actually so that we can prepare accounts more accurately than ever before and opportunities like that does excite us. It's a it's way off, but I think that's exciting. Um, would you ever, there's a question to all three of you, would you ever be in a position then where if you did continue to grow at the rate you are and you did start bringing on clients from other you know, things, would you ever have a solution where if it's zero, you go to the zero end, end solution, if it's Sage end solution? And if it's QuickBooks, their end solution. Or at some point, would you go right? I'm going to have to just have some sort of third-party solution to do my uh, my accounts. What 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 would you kind of foresee going forward, Lucy? Do you want to go first?
0: Yeah, I think for me, I see it in terms of like efficiency and like basically being able to. For instance, we can go into zero, and we know exactly what's going on. We're not sort of chopping and changing between different softwares um i think that's really really important to us so i think if anything we would make a decision so like now we're on zero we would make that decision to stay on zero all of our clients would come through on zero in another world you know you know if if we didn't run the practice like that and and we did have clients on both you know quickbooks and zero then it would be a possibility that if we were over if we were over quickbooks then we would do that um So yeah, I think I think it would be okay if the solutions worked well enough. And we wouldn't need a you know an outside software. Um but yeah, for us, we're just gonna try and hopefully stay
2: as one. (laughs) Perfect. Sam, over to you. I think that's a really, really interesting question that you just asked, Aaron, to be honest, in terms of if you had QuickBooks Sage Zero clients, which I do. Would you use that end-to-end solution? It's not something I've ever really considered doing. You know, I do have some clients on Zero. Have I ever considered looking at there? No, I haven't. But I think that becomes a bit more of a imagine the the kind of laborious internal training. If especially if you're talking about juniors, to say right, we not only have QuickBooks Zero Sage licenses for bookkeeping, but then when you get onto final accounts and tax. You're going to have to learn all these systems. I think it would become potentially quite difficult from an internal point of view. Um, So I'm already pulling, you know, the data, the year end data, if you like, off QuickBooks and off Zero for those clients and then plugging that into Sage Final Accounts. It's not ideal because I don't have any integration or end to end. Yes, I can export and import a trial balance and it does map through and it, you know, it's as, as good as it can be. But that's no different from, I suppose, if I had a standalone piece of, you know, piece of kit for accounts production, I'd have to do that with all the softwares. So I think it all comes down to internal processes and so long's um, you know, so long as you do have the processes in place, I think you potentially could do what you're suggesting, Aaron. Um, and it, it, it would kind of make sense, but I think we get to know the quirks of the software we're using. So would we really want to, you know, try and get to know the quirks of of so many different platforms, I think it'd be quite quite difficult. Yeah,
1: because consistency is the key, isn't it? And
2: absolutely, you know, yeah
1: that's where you're going to lose out on isn't it you're not going to be able to pick up the same client and 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 if you know so it i i can see the dream and i can see it there but yeah i i I always think that at that point at some point you'll need to move over um wonderful all right so the final bit of uh, news was pro advisor that is something that really got me excited but then i'm a little bit biased being one of the trainers so yeah (laughs) (laughs) let me just get there the, just just so everyone understands it, it's basically the opportunity for you to go and collect them all. So it's giving you an opportunity to go out there, collect some badges, um, and with badges comes great prizes. So yeah, it's great idea. I I'm all up for encouraging um, training. In zero sages, they're kind of an equivalent when it comes to the training side of things. Do you kind of get like a a push to get badges or anything like that, or gamification or anything? Is that, or, or would you like to see that coming into your your thing? Um, Sam, do you want to go first on that one?
2: Yeah, sure. So I think this is it's an interesting piece. I was actually trying to work out the the new QuickBooks um, because one of my staff members, she's historically a QuickBooks expert. And obviously, I don't have a great number of clients on QuickBooks, but I'd love to push her through, you know, to keep her knowledge and and qualifications, if you like, or however you want to put that, the training. Um, So it will be something that I look at. Um, from Sage's point of view, they do have some great training modules. I wouldn't say it's as badged, should we call it, as QuickBooks and um, and Zero, but there is the Sage Certified Accountant badge that you can get, I believe, from doing certain um, bits of training. I think um, a really interesting kind of conversation on LinkedIn recently about um, Zero and the fact that they force training. Oh I I don't agree with that personally it doesn't work for me so I think QuickBooks are doing the right thing in that this is optional you can get rewards from it it's a great thing if you do it which is kind of Sage's approach as well personally for me zeros and you know doing my zero training every year and and having to repeat things that I do understand the concept behind it keep everybody up to date make force them into it but how many people are actually getting it? junior staff member to do it for their, you know for their login that's the reality um so yeah i think it's an interesting an interesting concept and i think quickbooks have definitely done the right thing with leaving it as you know an optional that that people can dip in and out of
1: brilliant great points lucy what do you think do you think gamification or, or has zero got gamification is that is that a term they yeah. use i don't know
0: yeah so um they they do have badges and things like that. Um, they do it for a lot of different industries. So you can then specialize in a certain area, you know, um, you're like sort of like advert piece up if, for the practice would then show as you're a specialist in X, Y, Z, um, if you sort of go through their course. So they do do things like that. And, you know, um, I think that's, it is really good. Um, some people will love it, others are not bothered um i agree with the zero um like the product updates and stuff there are a lot of things going on around that at the moment um but yeah i think they're just sort of tweaking things and um yeah they've got they've got a bit of work but um i think it is good to I, i agree because you will get a junior member of staff to sort of look at the training for you or you hear people saying oh we just skip to the end and then you know it's accepted and that's not really the point of it and you certainly don't want it to be sort of repetitive or anything like that um, but yeah I think once they make a few tweaks to it um, it's quite it I think it is good
1: excellent excellent yeah again I'm biased on it because you know a, I get content out of it, and B, I get to actually write some of the training content. So, yeah, yeah. probably best we move on from that one. <laughs> All right, before we move on to the next topic, though, we've got some people shouting in the comment section. Uh, Paul uses TaxCout accounts production it does integrate with Zero and QuickBooks and Post Journals back to and from. Well, extra workflow can still be problematic sometimes. Yeah, completely. agree. We're agree. We're on uh, KPM. Um, similar sort of, of of issues and ideas there. Um, but, yeah, the fact that it integrates does save a lot of time. Um, Andy <laughs> saying, a quick book, saving zero variation, very refreshing this morning. I don't know what you're saying. I think I'm quite good at keeping biased, you know. you know, I'm happy to fly the flag of any free that they want me to. Um, and Chris. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? There uh, certainly is a reality check when it canvas do play with colors and just one. Exactly well put. Right. So, unfortunately, now we've got to change topic onto something less than ideal and this is the recent news that's happened within last week so i think this was actually wednesday i think this dropped um so literally the day after quickbooks connect um and unfortunately it's the fact that zero is to cut up to 800 roles as the new ceo targets greater profitability so there's been bannered around a 15 percent decrease in kind of costs and everything else mainly staff that's being put through from here um They haven't said if that's going to be kind of just UK or or how much, how how much of that's going to affect the UK side of things. But we know from a worldwide point of view, it's going to be 800, 700 to 800 roles to be offloaded, which is terrible news. And we hope that everyone affected gets uh, back on their feet sooner rather than later. Um, And also the Xero is also exiting cloud-based lending platform Waddle, which is acquired in 2020 um so it's bleak times indeed i mean it's gonna it's really difficult this one isn't it because this is terrible terrible news um sam let's throw it at you first so it's safe to say what we've been saying so far is the fact that you know both of us are very much got our flags in different camps but we have zero clients and and everything else but but ultimately for us like we need zero don't we as as like if you think about what Xero's done to our camps, like our solutions that we use most, like it's helped innovate more than anything else. And, and it is that, isn't it? Competition breeds innovation. So we need zero still to be there in some form. Um, but what's your kind of overall gut feeling on this? It, it's uh, pretty bleak, isn't it?
2: It is pretty bleak, yeah, and it's a difficult, it's such a difficult thing, isn't it? I know there was a lot of, you know, a lot of talk about it on social media, understandably. Um, I think you're right, Aaron, to point out that we don't actually know how um, how many of those jobs will be UK-based. Um for me, I see zero is quite I mean, just talking personally, I don't see that zero is well staffed in the UK as it is, because I certainly can never get hold of my account manager and throw that dig in there at a really inconvenient moment when they have just made a load of job cuts. But no, it is really sad news. It's always really sad news when, you know, a big player in any industry makes redundancies to that level. Um I think. We have to take a bit of a reality check here and anyone that keeps their eye on the on the share prices and has seen zero's share price, you know, since well, you know, certainly this year. Um and also anybody who's sad enough to go and look at the accounts and keep an eye on that side of it. It's loss making, I was surprised, you know. They've tried, they've put prices up a few times, haven't they, recently over the last, I don't know, twelve months. Have we had a couple of price increases? I'm I'm not too sure. But I know there have been some, you know. So it's still a shock, isn't it? And I think it is, it is kind of, it rocks the boat a bit because it gets people worrying about, you know, from a selfish point of view, it gets people worrying about product and about kind of what what's going to come of this. Um, I think in terms of Waddle, I mean, I knew that they'd acquired it at the time, but I didn't know, uh, but I haven't seen, you know, a great hype about it here in the UK, I don't know much about the product. So does that mean that it was acquired and then not really plugged into? I mean, I would say similar with HubDoc, for example, that, you know, it's there, but it hasn't really moved since it's been there in terms of development. So maybe, um, maybe the plans here are to start, you know, focusing more on certain elements and trying to put more money back there instead of, um, you know, obviously, from the money saving of the job cuts, but overall, um I think it's really sad news. It does rock the boat. There's a lot of people you know feeling very sorry for for um the people whose whose jobs are impacted. Um, but from our point of view as accountants, it's just now a case of keeping our eye on the product, isn't it? And seeing kind of what does this mean for us? Hopefully it doesn't mean a dip in service level in terms of getting support from zero. because for me personally, I al- already see that as quite a poor service level from them. Might just be my experience, but we'll, we'll see what Lucy's got to say about that one. <laughs> um,
1: it, and like you say, it's terrible news, isn't it? it? It's terrible. But Lucy, from your point of view... I mean, one of the things we always tell clients is it diversification, diversification, diversification. It's like you know, one of the things we always bring in into client conversations. But has this made you kind of get any, are you, are you nervous? Are you twitchy? What well, what's your gut feeling now? How are you feeling with all this news going on? When for you, there is a huge part of your practice, isn't it?
0: Yeah, a huge part, and I guess that that is why that is one of the risks of of solely focusing on one area. Um, I think for me, it's really difficult to say at the moment because. These things, as sad as they are, there is strategy behind it, something that there is a lot of change and we don't quite know how that's going to impact us. We don't know how that's going to impact the product. Yeah, we don't know how many are in the UK, how many are not. So it's, there's a lot of of different things that could impact it. You know, if you said, um, this is all happening in the UK, you know, that there could be so much, there could be so much that could be okay um, out of the situation. So yeah, it's it's just the unknown at the moment, I think. It's just, um, as you say, like there are products such as HubDoc that need a lot of work, how things like that are impacted, I don't know. Um, you know, you you could say, actually, they're honing in on X, Y and Z, and, you know, this could be great. It's just, it's just really difficult to say without, without fully knowing. But um, yeah, I, I'm positive that they know what they're doing, you know, um, it's not, an easy decision to make loads of people redundant so i'd like to think if they have made that decision it's from a you know it's coming from a good place they're trying to do something good um so there's hope basically
1: (laughs) yeah there's definitely hope and we we i like i said in my opening kind of speech for it there's definitely a you know, we need zero to be around in one form or another, and that's got to like got to carry on just for clients' sake more than anything else. Yeah. Um, so you know, let's all have positive of, of the outcome. I think what this highlights for me more than anything is just how volatile the area is at the moment. Um, we've had a few um, vendors unfortunately going under because of MTD delays. Uh, we've got a lot of um, uncertainty around at the moment. It was Silicon Bank, wasn't it? Went um, went under of days ago as well um so we you know it is a volatile space at this point in time and unfortunately we we rely so much on the tech we rely so much on these vendors to provide the service that we provide so you know we are very much in a point of we need those those companies to be there and and working at full capacity for us to deliver our service so it just makes us feel a little bit vulnerable i don't know about you sam it just kind of it you know it's it's terrible news but it also we I suppose we've got to find ways in which we've got to make sure that we're as bulletproof as we possibly can be aren't we?
2: Yeah absolutely and I think um, for any practice that hasn't um, you know pigeonholed themselves to one software it's obviously not going to feel quite as scary whereas you know if this was Sage where majority of my clients are I I would be feeling really nervous and I think it's just that it's not you know zero is not going to disappear overnight and of course they're doing this as Lucy said with you know with a great plan in mind because nobody would make these redundancies um lightly but at the same time we have to protect ourselves don't we so I think naturally people will be thinking oh gosh what would I do if zero all of a sudden was a failing product or zero all of a sudden didn't offer me the support I needed due to not having enough staff. So I think it's just a way of um, kind of keeping, a, let's just put back like a positive spin on it that we can learn from it, that you do always need to stay on your toes. And at least, you know, um, I totally respect practices that have a one solution only um, offering in terms of bookkeeping. I absolutely can see the benefits there from a training point of view, from neatness and just keeping everything kind of streamlined. Um, but listen, keep your toes in with the other providers, even if it is just a dummy license that you, you know, you might um kind of give up £10 a month for just to run a bit of data on to see what's going on. So that if, you know, if anything terrible was to happen, it's like that contingency plan, isn't it? Because that's what we'd always say to clients when we're talking about, you know, um, business in general. Whereas I think we, um, we do tend to put our eggs in one basket, especially, um, especially practice owners like us three that obviously have involvement directly with these softwares, you do kind of build that trust. So I think, from Zero's point of view, in my opinion, now what they need to do is communicate, communicate hard and communicate very, very clearly of what this will mean for their customer.
1: Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. And Lucy, you've obviously not burnt any bridges with any of the others. Have you got kind of a contingency plan just in case of what's your thoughts at the moment? How, how are you feeling?
0: Yeah, um, it is definitely concerning. It's funny, when you were saying that, Sam, all all my mind was going to is risk mitigation because (laughs) it's something that you do have to do. Um, Certainly, if you are sort of trying to streamline things as much as possible, Mm -hmm. um, there are going to be things that do happen. So um, it is really important to have a, you know, a strong risk mitigation plan. So we do have plans in place. I always keep my toes in uh, different um, softwares. I'm always looking at different things and sort of learning different things. But um, yeah, at the moment our strategy is focused solely on zero and that's sort of how we're gonna continue. And um, yeah, anything's possible though. You know, you never know what could change and yeah, we'll we'll deal with that. Well, if we get there, but hopefully we won't
1: and uh, yeah it's just good that you've still got a positive spin on it which is good i think that's yeah. important isn't it and posy vibes going forward um yeah yeah i think basically i think end on the fact that again i just hope that anyone affected was uh got themselves sorted out sooner rather than later um it's not the nicest time to, to be laid off is it unfortunately but hopefully fingers crossed those people will bounce back and hopefully for zero as well there's a you know opportunity to Scale back a little bit, maybe in terms of what they were looking at, re- refocus and come back with a stronger product because that's what we want all around for everyone. Uh, final bit from the community says eight hundred is no small layoff. Do you see this as a risk to zero overall, or just a drop of failed products and restructuring? Let's hope for the latter. Um, I do think that you know they did make some missteps. I think they'll they'll be the first to admit it, won't they? In terms of what they've um, what they've gone for lately and everything else, um, and it's really difficult. Like if you think about it they are the plucky underdog against the the, the might of sage and, and into it there's no other way really of putting that um so yeah it is a very difficult and very competitive environment that they're in so fingers crossed that again they come out with a, a strong product because that's where they started off with they was a disruptor weren't they that's how they yeah. got their name so let's hope they kind of get the opportunity to be another disruptor in some way or another and come back with a with a even better product than they've got before so fingers crossed for them right the final bit today then before we close off uh we have a little mini budget on mini budget sorry we have a spring budget coming our way uh wednesday is it uh yeah wednesday Wednesday. so who knows what's going to happen in this one it seems (laughs) to be going to be very um like Boring, I suppose, is one better conservative. Is it is probably the better way of saying it, which is ironic for, for the uh, for what's going to happen. But yeah, it's going to be a very uh, predictable, um, uh, budget from what we can tell. Is there anyone out there who wants to put some some predictions as to what they think or what they'd love to see? Lucy, do you want to put you on the spot there? But is there anything you'd you'd love to see announced at this budget?
0: I think I'd love to see. Things that I know are not possible, <laughs> so we know there's going to be um, all sorts of rises and and you know changes certainly to people who are um, like limited company directors, things like that. Um, I guess it's one of those things people have benefited from becoming a limited company for a while, and um, yeah, I think it. it I think it's going to change. It's going to sort of level out a lot more
1: let's hope so let's hope so sam have you got any bold prediction that you think could be just we're completely blindsided going forward
2: (laughs) i mean in my opinion i don't think we can ever say that we're not expecting any big changes or big announcements these days because there are just so many u-turns and so many things that are said to be definitely happening and then we see an absolute reversal um from my point of view i would like to see that the capital gains tax allowance um, wasn't cut in half or whatever scary figure they're putting on that just because it is it's panic struck a lot of my clients that you know I do do quite a lot of personal tax work cgt work um, and the planning that I've had to do with those client clients in terms of should I be selling this property in this tax year next tax year if I sell one here and sell one that you know and the speed that their brains are working at and then I've got companies, as I'm sure we all have, that are asking so many questions about the the CT rises and what's the impact this going to be for me. Um, and I think we just need that clarity, really, don't we? So at least then we can, we can head towards the new tax year with our absolute certainty. We can all go out there and, and prepare the guides or videos or whatever it is we do for our clients and actually start planning um, ex- exactly how the future is going to look for them. Because I think the the thing that we're experiencing at the moment is very very scary times not only for businesses but also from a personal point of view Um a lot of you know I lot act for a lot of very small businesses that do live you know where the business is facilitating their life um and there's nothing to spare and the the energy prices and all the rest of it you know personally i've just redone my mortgage and you know it's scary numbers i would hate to think it, I would have been terrified if I'd have been on the red line at this point doing my mortgage, you know, and without having that little bit spare, I, luckily, you know, in, in a in a lucky position that I am able to afford it. But it does still hit hard when, you know, it's an interest rate, you're not gaining anything. Um, but we all know that the country in a bit of a financial mess and we, we were all expecting it, weren't we? So let's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll all be sat there listening live, I'm sure, on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, we've been pretty much guaranteed, aren't we? No, no cuts. Um, apparently, it's not the right time for cuts, which mm. is, a, like you said, just a scary proposition for anyone who isn't quite in a position where they can afford everything that's going on. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think my bold prediction that I hope for is that, very much saying what you're saying, Sam, that they don't have this continued attack on entrepreneurs. Um, i, I don't understand that aspect of it. I don't know why Mm -hmm. they've got this knife out at the moment for serial entrepreneurs. Like if you have more than one business, you're disadvantaged. If you you know I don't see why that is such a big, big element. Um I get that, you know, bigger corporations should be paying Mm -hmm. a little bit more in corporation tax. Fine, that's that's acceptable. But you know, your your serial entrepreneurs who are literally just trying to build, you know, their own little mini empires and stuff shouldn't be so Disadvantaged as they are now um you know they, they should be encouraged to be helping the economy grow and helping push for it because they're the ones making the most employees at the moment and giving opportunities and changing things around and everything else and i, I just feel like we should be encouraging more so yeah um just hopefully fingers crossed there's a there's a light bulb moment over there in the budget and um, some positive changes coming to them going forward but we shall see i'm I'm not optimistic, put it that way. All right. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I personally think this was a wonderful episode. And I don't think, I think Andy said it right just there. Great show. Sam and Lucy are great additions, 100%. And I couldn't agree more. So Sam, Lucy, give you a chance to plug, 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 and plug. Um, thank you very much for coming along. Lucy, do you want to go first? A bit of a, where can people find you? What 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 you are going to be doing lately? Is there any content they should be looking out for, things like that?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm normally over on Instagram. So it's simplex underscore accounting. Um, so come and find me over there. We are doing, um, a, we basically are on YouTube at the moment. Um, so come and find us on simplex-accounting over there as well, um, where we do lots of things for zero. Um, and yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing all sorts over there. So come come and join.
1: Definitely highly recommend it, especially the YouTube channel. Sam, over to you. Any plugs you want to put in where people find you? Any content in <coughs> our way that we should be excited about?
2: Absolutely. So, yeah, Instagram and Facebook pages um, at SJCM Accountancy. And same for the YouTube channel, which um, so far, YouTube channel, I've put all the Tax Tip Tuesdays on there as well as snippets of everything I've done since. So it'd be great to see an increase in following on YouTube. Um LinkedIn, as I mentioned at the start of the show, um, Samantha Mitchum, always um, always welcome new followers on there. Have I got anything exciting coming? I have, yeah, I've got a new idea. It's in its infancy, I've got a new idea. I mean, I did Tax Tip Tuesday for a year and then did Storytime with Sam for a year and I've stayed a little bit quiet this year. Um, but I've got a plan, I'll just leave it there. Um, that will be on YouTube and LinkedIn, so just look out for that one.
1: What a tease. Oh, we are <laughs> really we're going to be holding our breath of anticipation. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Well, that's a wrap. Don't forget we go live Monday each and every 8.30. Uh, the links to submit all your questions are about to be put into there. So remember if you do have any questions during the show or if you have anything afterwards, don't forget to drop us a question in the link I'm about to post now. And yeah, thank you very much for everyone who was listening. If you are listening back on a podcast, member, we go on a Wednesday and we are very grateful for everyone for giving up their time this morning. So thank you again lucy thank you again sam it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today
2: thank you for having us yeah thanks very much
1: thanks anytime and we will see you live next monday at 8 30 cheers everyone and speak to you soon bye,
0: bye.
1: i'm pressing the wrong button <laughs> that's one bye